Welcome to The Beat from the True Wellness Center. I'm your host, Kelly Kennedy. And The Beats is truly from my heart to yours to help you empower and inspire you to learn how the body actually does work. I am bringing you my friends, my colleagues, the most incredible minds from around the world that I have been able to learn from. And I wanna share them all with you. So that's what The Beats is really about is teaching people what I've been able to learn about how the body works and trying to give that to you in a very simple and practical way to give you things to change your life because you got this. This is all about you and having the ability to heal your own body from within. And that's really my message is from my heart to yours. Welcome to the beats. Welcome to learning how your body works and welcome to opening your heart. Thank you for joining us today. Thank you for your time and your attention as we focus in on this week's episode of The Beats. Welcome back to The Beats. From my heart to yours, this is Kelly Kennedy from the True Wellness Center, and I'm very excited about this long-time coming podcast with Sarah Card, who will soon not be Sarah Card anymore, but Sarah um, has been working with us for about two and a half years, three years. She actually, two and a half years, she started this podcast with me, so this is completely full circle, but um, I really wanted everybody to get to know Sarah in many ways, but mostly about today is really about her story and what brought her into true wellness and why she is the passionate, incredible fairy version doppelganger of me and her little fairy buns today. She dressed so appropriately. I wore, I thought about her and wore a necklace that she gave me and she also gave herself. You know, that's how we do it. We buy gifts for each other and then we also buy them for ourselves. So we share a necklace. She didn't even think about it. She was more concerned about her fairy buns in her hair and she looks very cute. So welcome, Sarah. Thank you for joining us on the beats that you helped me start. Ah, thank you. This is fun already. <laughs> so um, I want to, Sarah has been through a journey in her life as so many of us have. And a lot of times people walk in and um, they want to come in and, you know, get some body work at True Wellness or they're working with the whole team and they meet Sarah and they're like, oh, the first thing they go is she's so young. And then they start talking to her and they go, hmm, maybe she's not so young. How old are you anyway? Why are you so wise? How did you get to be where you are? Just 23 years younger than Kelly. Um, so she's 24 now, but I, uh, Sarah and I started really work, 25, that's right, because I'm 48, yeah, that was bad math. I was thinking I was 47 still. Um, she started working with us right prior to COVID and the, the story goes about Sarah is we knew her whole family. Actually, we knew her in-laws that she's about to marry into um, before we knew anybody in her family because they referred her mother and then her mother brought her sister and her brother and we knew all of them. And we kept hearing about this Sarah, this infamous Sarah, this yoga instructor that's so in alignment with what we do, but we still had yet to meet this infamous Sarah. And then Sarah walked in the door and with a very intense journey on her shoulders and in her heart, recovering her heart maybe. And we started working together, her and I and myself and the team and unfolds her story, which is what we're here to tell today. 
that being said, um, that was just the beginning. And when we were working together in June of 19, I said to her, hey, Desiree Desprong, you know, the lymph goddess is coming over from New Zealand and she's going to be teaching a class. We need to make sure that you're in that class because I know somehow we're going to work together. I don't know how it's going to go down, but I know your heart. I know who you are and I definitely want you on my team. So she took the class and all those months later, like eight months later or something, I called her. I was like, now's the time. Of course, coincidentally, right after she, she sent an email, well, we'll let her tell that story, but there's a lot here. I'm going to shut up because I'm the extrovert. She's the introvert. And here's how this <laughs> podcast is going to go. Outside of that, we're the same person. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, there's, I loved that. I mean, I interviewed in June and I emailed back in December and was like, I really am done with the five jobs. I can't pay my bills. I would like to be doing something meaningful. I, I emailed Julie. I was like, I think that it's time that we come together and have another discussion. And Julie was like, okay, Kelly just told me yesterday to email you because we needed to bring you in because we finally have a job. It's like, well, great, I'll come in. And I think like a month later, I started working here, two months later. And then like a month, three weeks after that COVID hit and I was like, Ooh, okay, let's figure something else out. And the, net, and the journey began for a second time, but this is about the first journey. So, I wanted to share, I wanted Sarah to share her story because so many of us, we go through all sorts of physical journeys, emotional journeys. We see how they're connected together um, at some level, but we maybe don't understand it, number one. Number two, one of the core values at True Wellness is to be curious over judgment. And being in this industry for, um, since I was 23, and Sarah starting in this industry in bioregulatory medicine at 23, I understood completely that when people walk in and we edify this person that's gonna be this amazing per practitioner that's been all over the world and they show up and they see this 23-year-old at the time, they're like, huh, wait, wait, where's, where's this really well-versed practitioner? And experience is what really creates our personality and our personal reality and our ability to respond and work through um, life experiences and all of life and live life to the fullest is really what life is about right and here is a woman that really lives life she's grounded on every level and she really has exemplified what true wellness really has to offer and she did it pretty fast in all honesty because she did not mince time she came in and said okay this is what you're telling me to do let's just do it and that's where her, she and i aligned in so many ways that i really felt there were not a lot of people that have walked in our door that are like i get this like you get this and i'm jumping in with both feet at 180 percent, and let's go so now i'm gonna stop talking and I'm going to start, where did it start for you? That's my perspective. Where, where did your journey begin? The first, well, not maybe not the first journey, but the journey of health of which we're speaking of today, which, where did that start for you? So can I say when I was born, I know that's not what you're looking for. Um, when I was 17, probably just about to turn 18, I mean, I, I was not 
like probably the picture of health by any means, but I was compensating and I was like pretty good. I was filling out job application or uh, college applications. I was a senior in high school. I was going to graduate. I was going to, you know, do all the things you were supposed to do and go to college. And I had a job that I wanted at an industry that I really wanted to get into. Never felt super aligned with that, but was like, all right, this is what you do. You go to college, you figure it out. So I was on that journey and about a week into my senior year of high school, after at that point I had been with my high school boyfriend about four years, we were together from like 13 to almost 18, a week into senior year, he killed himself. And that kind of, I'm not supposed to curse on this, but like the whole plan up because it was just so suddenly like nothing mattered that used to matter. I had no interest in college. I had no interest in school anymore. Um, he was very much like larger than life kind of thing. So I just decided to like take that on and was like, I'm just gonna somehow get through this year and then I'm just gonna live. And it, it very quickly, it became evident to me that I really looked to him give me a lot of love and validation which he did to a really extreme extent so I didn't really ever need to find it for myself I didn't really need to feel it in my own body because I had this person that was just kind of pouring it on to me and then he was gone and all of that was gone so I kind of went like oh there's there's no one that is gonna do this for me there's no one that's gonna give me this except for myself. So while that was not like the first thought that I had, right? <laughs> it was more like, I like, I think that I still, the first like three months, I still don't really have any memories, but I came out of it as I got my head above water going like, okay, I need to love myself. Don't know what that means yet. And I always kind of had someone attached to my hip I'm realizing I'm very uncomfortable alone. And now all of the people around me are really nervous to leave me alone. Concerned, yeah. Cause let's just say you didn't have any signs, right? Like you're, is it okay to say his name? Yeah, yeah, Wesley. Yeah, Wesley. So Wesley, like you guys were together for four and a half years and your families were very connected and it was like a betrothed almost at some level from what it sounds like. I mean, I wasn't part of it, but it was, not that you were betrothed, but it kind of felt like, okay, these two people are meant to be together and the families had come together and this was going to be your life. And, and there was no signs that he was going to commit suicide. Did you see him as a depressed person or anything like that? Cause I think that's an important piece of the story. You know, I don't want, cause some people, Oh, she was a teenager. She was married, you know, with a teenager that was full of chaos and crisis and was a mess. That was not Wesley from what I understand. Not at all. No, this was like the definition of the blind side. No, I mean, it, it was, we were, again, we were together for, since we were thir 12, 13, I mean, we were best friends. We spent all of our time together our families were best friends. I spent a lot of time with it. I mean, his parents were my parents, my siblings were his siblings. It was very much integrated in my family is a 
the family of monogamists and all of them. I mean, my sister has been with her now husband for 18 years since I was nine years old. My brother has been with his wife since they were 16. Like the fact that we met when we were 13 and like fell in love and like it was very standard for the Eckharts. <laughs> you know, that's very foreign for a lot of people now. They but fall fast, they fall hard, and they fall forever. <laughs> yeah. And you know, we're very we're all very grounded people and we never had relationships that were tumultuous and we were kind of like, no, it's gonna be real easy right from the start. And so I knew him, I thought, you know, in every aspect. And we did not see any of the the heartache from him. You know, in hindsight, I think that a lot of what was happening was kind of like a bipolar play. I mean, we saw like the mania. He was crazy. He was like always doing crazy stuff and like jumping off of here and everywhere we went, he talked to everyone and like always had these crazy ideas. If you asked him what he wanted to be when he was older, he would have told you Indiana Jones. 100%. So you know, we saw this kind of like big, um, vibrant, like ball of energy and had no idea that what was being kept from us was apparently these extremely low lows and like dismal um, pieces of him that he just kind of hid from us. Um, and everyone knew him that, like the whole school knew him. He knew, he was like the Ferris Bueller. That's like a good way to put it. Like he knew all these different groups of people. Right. And he was that person to everyone. So this was like, I can't, it's like, doesn't fit into words how like bizarre, like it felt like I entered a parallel universe of like, whoa, this is not whatever was supposed to happen. And what just like I kept thinking like I'm gonna wake up at some point like this none of this makes sense so I was also like confused and like you know feeling betrayed and feeling abandoned and feeling like I had something kept from me so I had all of these things of like anger betrayal abandonment sadness heartbreak sad for him sad for his parents it was like this whole stew of just like explosive emotions that just kind of blended into this mishmash of like, I'm just going to like black out a little bit because it's so much all at once. And, and that's what happens with all sorts of traumas of any kind in our lives, right? We kind of like shut down, we're in shock. And then as you said, and I interrupted, I apologize, but to you brought your head up above water a few months later and everything had changed and no more did you have that focal point to tell you which direction to head. You needed to figure that out. And the one thing you knew was that you didn't like to be alone. So here you are, 17 years old, had been slated to go to college like everybody else, go to school, get good grades, get into a good college, find a career that's gonna make you money. And Sarah woke up and was like, yeah, that's not working for me anymore. And, and most teenagers, I would say at that point, would have parents that would not support that. You know, be like, no, 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 go to college, put your head down, you know, just stay on your path, stay on your track. But that's not what happened, is it? No, not the Eckhart way. No, I mean, and, and I will say the, the pressure of college it felt very societal, but it was never from my family. 
Um, I mean, although that's what all of us did, it never felt like that pressure. And it, I was kind of feeling like I, I had to do it. And they were the ones that sat me down and went like, you can do anything. Like you don't have to go to college, just do something. Like, we just want you to have some plan, but we don't really care what it was. Especially at that point, they were like, literally anything that makes you happy, great, do that. That's the, literally the only thing we care about. So whatever that is, I don't think that they thought I would quite go as big as I went. I think because they were terrified at what I chose to do, which was ultimately, okay, I don't like to be alone. So I'm gonna force myself to be alone for four months. And I pretty much spent like the back half of my senior year, because I didn't have to stress about college now, planning with one of my teachers, who's now my best friend, planning a, a trip to Europe for like four months. We had like an independent study <laughs> where I read a bunch of travel books and she had traveled a bunch and we just mapped out like three, four months. And then I came to my parents and went, <laughs> I'm leaving in September and I'll be back in December. And I'm gonna go to Europe and I'll be fine. And I'll see you when I get back. And I think they were really good at keeping their mouths shut. And I know that they were terrified, but it was, it was just the fact of like, if I don't like this thing, I apparently need to force myself to do it. And I don't know what's going to happen, but at the end of four months alone in other countries, there's something that's going to be different. And I don't really care what it was it, as long as there's something. So I was kind of like, yeah, we'll see what happens. And, you know, that takes a very special person. And we all have that ability to trust ourselves and trust that, as Sarah said, like she knew at the end of the day, you had to be okay to be alone with yourself because if nothing but Wesley's experience taught her is that you got to be honest with yourself so you can be honest with others, I would imagine. That was part of you know, and, and probably I'm sure part of your parents worry, like, go, just go be happy, do whatever you want to be happy, be happy, be happy, happy. We want to make sure that you're happy and that you're not lying to us or lying to yourself or anything else. Just be happy. And so you went on this journey, you went to Europe and what happened? Uh, I mean, it was incredible. It's still one of my favorite trips I've ever taken. And really what I found while I was there was that there was a lot kind of changing around me, which I liked, but I, I had this one constant every day that was kind of, I realized was very accessible, which was doing yoga every day. And no matter where I was, it was like all the cities around me can change, but like every morning I'm going to have honestly at that point, like three to four hours on my yoga mat to just explore and get to know my body a little bit. Cause I've been very disconnected. I think my whole life. And that just, by the time I was coming home, I was like, okay, well now I need another plan. And I kind of wanted to continue to travel and just never come back, but I, I should probably figure some things out. So the day, I'm still like that. Yeah. So the, the day that I got back, the next day, there was a, like an info meeting for the new yoga studio that opened in town for teacher training. So I went the next day off the plane 
And then I think by the end of that day, I had signed up for teacher training and was like, this is it. I can make money. I can do the thing that I've realized I love. I can be flexible with my schedule. So I just went that full force and for six months, probably like my training was only every other weekend for six months. But I think every single day I probably spent like four or five hours just like on my mat and kind of like steeped in it just because the, all of the, the emotional therapeutic energetic aspect of it really got me kind of right away. And like the processing that could take place when I moved my body in certain ways was so intense that I was like, I kind of just, I feel like I did like 10 years of therapy in six months. And, and had you done yoga prior to that trip to Europe? Um, I started doing it like every morning at the studio the summer before I left. And I had done it a few times a week since I was probably 16. I remember that was the first place I ever drove myself alone after I got my license to a yoga class. Um, so I had done it like here and there and kind of very lightly and always guided and didn't really quite understand it, just knew that I liked it. And then that summer I was like, okay, it's the summer now, I'm out of school, I'm not seeing people, I need to do something every morning that's gonna actually get me out of bed. So I'm gonna go to yoga every morning. Because you were dealing with your, a way to handle your grief at that point. Yeah, I was just like, I'm, I'll stay under the covers the whole day if there's nothing to go to. So I'm right. just gonna drive. So she forced her body, like that she forced herself to do that and forced herself to be uncomfortable on that trip. And then came home, started yoga teacher training. And then what happened? I taught for probably two years. How was your physical health during that time period? It was, um, I think I still was like, my, my physical body felt pretty good in terms of like movement. And, but I think that there were just things that I didn't even know were supposed to be on my radar, like my digestion and my, like things and my sleep that I didn't even really think about, which in hindsight were very out of whack. But there, this kind of slow progression started with my skin where I like, kind of like, I mean, I had never had great skin growing up. But I was kind of like, oh, I'm a kid, whatever. And then I was 19 and kind of like, I feel like in the span of like a month, my whole face broke out and I just, was suddenly like, oh my God, this is not normal. And this is excessive. And I don't know what's happening right now. So I started making the rounds to the different dermatologists. I was like, this doesn't feel really aligned, but I'll just go. And the, the answers I got from all three of them were, you can go on Accutane. Ugh. <laughs> or... You can go on birth control. Oh yeah, that's what they told me. Yeah, birth control for my acne. That's how I did it. So yeah. she's gonna continue to talk. I'm gonna go get a cord, keep talking. So then what happened? I'm listening. So I didn't like any of those answers. It was really disturbing, honestly. I, I felt like no one asked me about my nutrition. No one asked me about my digestion. No one asked me about my sleep. I kind of started to open my eyes as far as 
it seems like you're only trying to handle me externally and you're not asking about any lifestyle things whatsoever. You're pretty much just telling me take these drugs. I even said to one of the dermatologists, I was like, can you give me anything natural? Like any tips? And she was like, honestly, that's not what we're trained in. And if that's what you're looking for, you should look somewhere else. Like I want to be, I appreciated her honesty. She was like, that's not what we're, we do. So I don't know. And I was like, oh crap. So I, I <laughs> called my mom because we had talked about going to you and Ian, and she was like, well, try one dermatologist first. And I was a little nervous to go to you because really I felt like it felt so right that I was scared to go to you because I was like, if, if I go and they can't help me, then I will just have lost all hope. So like, I kind of kept myself from going to you guys for a little bit. Cause I was like, well, what oh, if they can help? Like then no one could help me. And right. then I- but The last like, resort. So I'll keep it the last resort because- Yeah. Yeah. Interesting. Interesting. So um, I, I left the dermatologist and I remember calling my mom crying going like, I need to, I'm ready to go to true wellness. This, that was terrible. I felt no heart at all. That was the coldest interaction I've ever had. That was terrible. But she was like, all right, let's go. Let's call them. So I called you guys. And that, I think that was why, I mean, the first time I sat on Ian's table, I was like, oh, you're looking at me physically and energetically and emotionally and spiritually that just seems so logical <laughs> like it just seemed like that's why I dove in so quick because it was like well that just makes sense like I, I am a whole person I mean I was starting to get it by that point after doing yoga and kind of learning the energetic aspects I was like oh these are imbalances in every body that I have and they're actually looking at all of them. So like, let's, let's go. What do you want me to do? And I kind of just was very willing right from the start. I just felt it. And I was like, I want in, add me to the cult, like give me a job. But I knew I could, I was like, I'm not ready. I'm not healed. I can't do it yet, but like, I'm going to stick around. <laughs> I did pretty good. Yeah. You, you, check done. You got that box. So when you say that we address physical, emotional, and vibrational, and what did you have to do, which is funny because that's why always that's my story that I asked. I said, what do I need to do to stay here to be well? And he said, you have to be. And um, you had just spent two years on a journey by yourself. Well, you know, over the last three years prior to that, really by yourself in a lot of ways. Uh, what did you learn? Well, first of all, we should give him a sense of how bad was the skin at that point for you? Um, I'm trying to send you a picture, the before pictures. Just because, hold it up. Don't send it, honest, just hold it up. Um, to be honest, I like just how kind of broken and, helpless I felt. I used to Google like bad skin because I wanted to see if someone looked worse than I did. Truly, I was like, I want to see, cause like you see these stupid proactive commercials and I'm like, yeah. And I'm like, I would kill for that. 
I need to see like a real face. And I couldn't ever. Um, and then I finally have found my before pictures. If you can. Uh, yeah, hold it up a little closer. Yeah, it's, it's a little tough to see, but we're going to add it, believe it or not, Sarah, at the bottom of the show notes. I don't doubt it. And see how big, I mean, this was even like, you see my smile. Like at that point, that was probably a few months in. I was like happy with that. Right. That was improved. Skin. Like, Woo, this I mean, is kind of great. Her whole face was red, inflamed, pocky, her neck, her chest. It was as though she was on fire on the inside. There was so much redness and irritation and inflammation and so pocky. And Sarah doesn't have a scar on her face. Like her face, her skin is just absolutely beautiful, not just three years later. But, you know, Everybody always asks at True Wellness, well, can you guarantee my results? I had, I did a, an interview right before this for somebody who, a discovery call, somebody that wanted to be a client, and he was a little skeptical engineer guy, totally get why skeptical. I was skeptical because it doesn't make sense in science until you learn the science, and then you go, this makes all the sense in the world. This is logical. And, you know, how can you guarantee the results? Well, I can guarantee the results because I can guarantee if you're going to do exactly what we ask you to do, that your body will regenerate and, and reheal. And because it's not up to me, it's up to your immune system and your innate intelligence. <clears throat> when I say that through Sarah's journey, she became uncomfortable at times at True Wellness, I would tell you she became uncomfortable physically, emotionally, financially spiritually um how how far of a travel was it for you at the time two hours minutes. 90 minutes in one direction working five jobs to try to make end meet ends meet and you know walking into true wellness cash out of pocket sometimes her bills you know seven eight hundred dollars and we're like okay we want to see you next week and she's like okay I, I need a minute i just need a minute i don't know how i'm going to pay for today let alone in a week from now but I and I and can't concern ourselves with that necessarily. And I'm not saying it's always seven or eight hundred dollars every time. She was there for five, six, seven hours doing multiple therapies. But when we said this is what you need to do, Sarah found a way. She didn't use these as excuses. She didn't use her location. She didn't use her finances. She didn't use any of it as an excuse because she was devoted to healing and it made sense to her. It felt right. But this the story, the the I didn't even know the story till the other day, by the way. I didn't know how she stopped wearing shoes. I honest to God didn't know. All I knew is that Sarah would come in and we had this huge center that would do, um, that a lot of people do yoga. And when in, in between appointments, Sarah would be hanging literally upside down on her hands or doing a handstand or on the vibration platform. Or I, like, I'm like, where's Sarah? Oh, there's her feet up in the air. There's her head down at the, okay, come on in, Sarah, it's your turn. You know, and I just knew she was really into yoga. I knew she had traveled a lot. I knew what her heart heart was telling us. I knew that the skin was crying. We knew the lymph was stressed. We knew all these things and we were chipping away at it, but I wasn't considering where she was coming from. She wanted to get better. And I, we gave her suggestions of what to do to get better. So who asked you that the other day when you answered that? Was it Julie? I think it was Julie. Cause Julie looked at me and was like, I told her I was going to go camping. And she was like, I just don't see you sleeping in a tent. And I was like, one, ouch. <laughs> better than sleeping outside. But I, um, yeah, I mean, I, I'm a bit of an extremist. And when I, I had a lot of foot baths and a lot of time to sit in there and you would always take my phone. 
Out of her head and not let people look at their cell phones. There's a reason I do that. Look at what happened. Well, you think I'm like, oh, one is it's not good for the ions. You have a ion radiating cell phone while you're trying to get ionic exchange. Come on, come on. It's chemistry, physics, yes, but, you know, don't play against yourself. So get that out. But also take 20 minutes, 15 minutes, and be by yourself and learn and read and read the books. And what happened in one of those infamous foot baths of yours? So I started reading the book. I think it was just called Earthing. I yeah, it is. Earthing. It. And it, I talked all about the ionic exchange with the earth and free radicals and being barefoot. And I was like, this is amazing. So I'm going to be barefoot from now on, not just on the grass and the earth, like it was intending to be, but also like in the supermarket and at restaurants and on the sidewalk. <laughs> and apparently I need to go one step further and sleep in a tent for, I think, seven months. I slept in a tent in my parents' backyard for the first probably seven months that I was at true wellness. Cause I was like, well, if my feet on the ground are good, then like my body being right up against the ground all night must be even better. So I, my parents are, there was no judgment, but I'm sure they went into their bedroom at night and went like, what is happening? <laughs> they made me move my tent around. Cause I was making the grass Brown, these little Brown chunks. Um, but yeah, I, I was fascinated by it. And I loved it. And it really wasn't until like September of this past year that I started like sometimes wearing shoes just because I was told that it was a little less impact for my body and my organs because I have a bit of a heavy heel, which Kelly knows from me walking around the office. And it's the same as mine. I mean, Ian has complained about my heavy foot for about 20 eight years and we've only again been together for 25 so you do the math he's been complaining about it forever and a day um because we're very grounded so you can see there's some similarities between sarah and i and we won't go too much into that but i honestly feel like we're the same person just separated by 23 years um except she's the introvert and i'm the extrovert but we balance each other out very well i believe and i feel in so many ways and when sarah you know, was going through so much of her therapies and her skin was getting better at times and then it would get a little worse and it was a roller coaster. Can you talk about how that was for you and the frustration of like, here you are living completely like outside barefoot, taking every supplement, pages of supplements that we had you taken, coming in once a week, twice a week, actually for many months, doing nasos every single time you came in, doing lymph, lymph enhancement every time you came in, seeing me for my organ and wonderful emotional torture, and then seeing Ian as well, like seeing all of us every time you're there, doing all the TAMA, True Advantage Membership area, doing saunas and foot baths and, um, well, at the time we had salt chambers and you were doing massage chairs and vibration, like you did it all, you got in. Yeah. What was that like? And you still weren't getting the results for how many months? Probably like six months at least. I mean, again, there was like a little shift, but I started with you guys around September. That second set of pictures was from July because that was for my sister-in-law's and my brother's wedding. 
I think what happened, I mean, it was overwhelming. It was like, am I always going to be like this? What am I doing to cause this? I'm living so clean now and so consciously, and I'm still not getting like, there's a missing piece. But I will say what started to happen before my skin got better was that I remember the biggest shift being that I started to care less about what my skin looked like before it started to get better, which was an experience that I had a few years prior when I started doing yoga. I remember I was quite a bit heavier than I was now. And I had kind of, I always wanted to lose weight, but like it never happened. And I remember one day going, all right, I'm going to stop caring if I lose weight. I'm just going to like eat and stop when I'm full and I'm going to have three meals a day instead of six. And I'm just going to like love my body and not be attached to what happens and just see. And in about three months, I lost like 60 pounds and was like, oh, maybe it's about not caring and not being attached to the outcome and just seeing what happens. And the same thing happened with my skin. It was like, I stopped caring long before my skin got better because of all of the emotional work and all of the things and that coming back to that, like, well, I need to love myself through this. And if I don't, then what does it matter anyway? So I can't look at myself in the mirror and feel like hatred and disgust. I need to like shift that. You had me start doing Joe Dispenza meditations. And I had to like, my meditation was closing my eyes and imagining I was looking in a mirror, seeing clear, beautiful skin and feeling all of those emotions. And that was very, uh, that was a big shift for me doing those meditations and just shifting my mindset around it. And I'd say that that I, I really, it got like a little better and then a little better, but even when I started working here, it was still not great. But at that point I was it wasn't really so much on my radar. I didn't really care anymore. And now two years in, how many times a month do people comment at how beautiful your skin is? <laughs> it's lovely. Yeah, I mean, it still gets me. I'm still like, ooh, okay, thanks. You know, and I, I do want to tie this up, but I want to just say that it's very profound what you're saying and not to be overshadowed that not caring about the outcome is the key it's about the process not about the outcome it's about her learning how her body worked her learning how to open her heart her learning how to trust her learning how to love her learning how to let go and forgive and be okay her letting go of all the traumas, the dramas, the pathogens, the toxicants, whatever it is we're holding on to, to let it be okay that right now I'm where I'm at and down the road, I might be exactly physically in the same place, but if I love myself, then it won't matter. And when I then let go of what that outcome looks like, it's amazing what happens, that it just happens because that wasn't the journey. The journey was about loving yourself which is the point of the Beats podcast, from our heart to yours, is to get you to realize that the real journey, the real healing, the real ability for your body to turn on and have innate intelligence work for you is trusting it and knowing it and loving it and remembering 
that that is the part of our body that is the magic, quote unquote, of life. That it's regenerative and restoring and forgiving and doesn't abandon us and punish us for thoughts that we had. There's a little bit of a delay. We got to change our mind and, and then change our manifestation sometimes, but we get better and better at that creation ability and the ability to let go of past filters and traumas that keep us where we were at instead of moving us forward to where we want to be at. And we all have this ability. Some of us are a better than others at trusting. Some are more devoted and more committed for various external and internal influences forcing us to show up for ourselves in a different way because we put a non-negotiable that we're just not going to feel that way and it just can't turn out that way and it can't be so uh, shocking because there had to be clues there and in hindsight she sees the clues and in hindsight she looks at her life and goes wow I was down the wrong path and now in foresight where are you headed what's the next 10 20 years of your life look like joy I mean to encompass all the things I mean I have a job one singular job <laughs> that I love that feels I, by the way, I find that very cute. You think this is one singular job. I'd say you work at one place. Yes, I work at I'd say she, business. she has one location and one overseeing place, but she definitely has many jobs within that facility. Yeah, yeah. work for one business that I'm very aligned yeah. with. Then I, I know that job-wise, this is where I was always supposed to be. And it feels like with all the questions I always had about what my, how I would make money, suddenly it's like, oh, well, I know what I'm doing now. Not that it will always look like this, but I found my people and my tribe and that's a huge weight off my shoulder so that I can just focus and get better and better. And I'm marrying my best friend and I love my family and I think that it's never felt I've never felt so excited I've never looked forward to what's coming as I do now that's pretty big <laughs> you're like yeah no big deal just you know another day I just never look forward more in my life than I do now and as it should be for every 25 year old but I would like to bring everybody's attention for a Debbie Downer for a minute that since COVID has hit, the incidence of suicide um, has increased over 50% in women. And I did not plan on saying that with Sarah on the podcast today, but I can imagine that hits her heart pretty severely. And it's because we've lost that connection to the rest of humanity and we've lost that connection to ourselves. And you know, if that's you, reach out to somebody. There are people out there that love you, that wanna help you through this. and. Your emotions are beautiful, every one of them, good, bad, and ugly. And I would like Sarah to just speak about that for about 10 seconds, because we both have to get started with seeing beautiful clients. Um, and, and with the secret that you want to give out the world, because you know my secret question. I don't have to like tell you what my secret question is. So tell them all what the secret is that you want to share with the world, but also share, if you will, just momentarily about what that was like to feel all the emotions yeah I mean I I definitely that was a 
obviously like the thing that occurred when I started here, like I sat, I sat on Ayn's table and went, my skin. And he went, it's your heart. And I went, it's my skin. And he went, it's your heart. <laughs> we went back and forth. And after about two visits, I was like, it's my heart. <laughs> really, as much as I had confronted it, um, I was not willing to experience the full spectrum of emotions. I wasn't, I wanted some things and not others. And I, I was so, I felt so like emotionally beaten down and numbed over and exhausted that I just kind of went like, well, I'll just live my life without really feeling at all. And at some point, probably only in the last year or two, I finally went like, oh, if I'm going to do this, and this is what this experience as a human is for, I need to feel everything and realizing that if you feel extreme sadness and let yourself feel it, the, the, you'll also feel the other spectrum of overwhelming joy and passion. And like, we can't have one extreme without the other. And we can't feel one thing without feeling the opposite a little bit. So it's just being okay with feeling it and going like, even if you're angry or sad, going like, well, at least I'm alive and feeling this. I mean, this is an experience that I'm able to have. That's great. It sucks when you're overwhelmed <laughs> and overworked, but yeah. we're alive and breathing and we actually have the opportunity to feel it. And right. many people don't. So my secret. So, what's really your secret? You got a microphone, Sarah Eckhart, soon to be Sarah Mortman. And you are going to share with the world what your secret is that you and your 25 years, a quarter of a century have come to. What is it? I, I really want to, I think we should normalize saying and feeling that we are our favorite people. Like I am my favorite person. I have an incredible boss and friend. I love my fiance, my family, all my friends, and I am my favorite. <laughs> and, and, I and I love that I'm on the top of the list in that order. And I will be bringing sure. it up to Dylan forever. And we have it on camera. Yay! Because I'm my favorite person. And Ian and Silas definitely, you know, Sarah's right in that top group right there. Because I really, you know, there was a lot there. So we'll just leave it at that. Yeah. Yeah, I don't, I don't know why our society has kind of made that like a shameful, guilty thing to say. The infamous yeah. guilty pleasure that we're getting rid of those words too. I'm not into that guilty pleasure yeah. business. We seem to have told each other that that's like an ego thing or that's narcissistic to be like, I'm my favorite person. I, I like to spend time with myself the most. <laughs> and I, I think that we all need to be okay saying that and learning that and actually feeling it because if you're you're the only person you spend all of your time with so if you don't not just love you love is great and self-love is great but like like yourself like your personality and what you do and who you are like that's who you spend all your time with you're your own best friend you should be number one all the time and feel okay saying it I would love if all of us just admitted that and actually felt that. I think we'd all be a lot healthier and happier and secure alone and with other people. 
Mic drop. From our heart to yours, love yourself first and be your number one champion. From your heart to yours and from our heart to yours. Always here at the Beats, we're here for you. We love you all. Thank you all so much. Thank you, Sarah, for sharing your raw soul and all the parts of you and all of you to all of our team and everything. We love you, and we're so happy to have you on the Beats today. Thank you for being a part of it. Love and for starting it, all of it. Oh, yeah. That too. Happy to. Make sure to rate us. Make sure to like us. Make sure to do all the things that Silas tells you to do. Thank you. Thank you so much for listening today to this episode of The Beats. And as your host, Kelly Kennedy, truly from my heart to yours, thank you for your time and your attention today. And if this did resonate with you, please do leave some comments. We would love to hear from you. And if this further you think would resonate with somebody that you know, please do go ahead and share that and hit that notification button so you know when The Beats is available to you. We do do some live things every once in a while. Um, and as always, we pray that this information today was not only foundational, but raised some questions for you and helped you be empowered to take actionable, profound steps toward regeneration because your body is the only thing that heals. And that is our message here on the beats. Thanks again for listening and for sharing. Have a great day.